We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Welcome back to the Underage Packers Podcast. This is episode number 76 here today. I am Joey. I'm, as always, joined by Big B here on this Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday, Big B. How are you doing? Happy Friday. I'm doing phenomenal. Yes, it is football weekend. You know, b- before we introduce our great guest today, I, I wanted to point out this will be uh, – we're heading into another season here at Underage Packers. I'm so excited to actually be previewing a game instead of talking about roster cutdowns or draft talk nonsense. Um, you know, this is the second season of Underage Packers, but it is the third year that me and Big B are doing a show where we talk about the Packers. So it, it's a lot like Corey Banke's argument a few years ago where the Packers said they were founded in 1921, but that was only when they joined the NFL. It, it's just as much controversy, um, but I just wanted to get that work out there. Anyways. Today, joining us a long, long overdue, uh, should have been a while ago, is Perry, yeah. Gold, <laughs> Perry Goldstein. Perry, thanks for coming on. I'm so happy to finally be given the honor of coming on this show. I feel like <laughs> I've waited for so long, and I was like, I'm going to be patient. There's a lot of great Packers content creators out there, uh, but I'm very happy to finally be here. Yeah, I can't believe we got to, I mean, I don't know where we got the stupid idea last year to try to work out uh, a, a guest for every single preview episode last year that was insane somehow made it without having you on so uh we we had maggie on a few times super excited this finally happening though um so let's start off like we were just talking about before we started recording here it's kind of difficult to really preview a game when you don't know what's going to happen you haven't seen these teams out here at all yet although the saints and the packers didn't have too much uh, changes from last year to this year with their roster. Um, but let, let's talk here uh, about, before we get into any Saints-Packers stuff, some predictions, superlatives for the 2021 season. Um, let's start off with our breakout player for this year. I'll go first. Uh, and for me, that's going to be, I probably should have thought about this before, but that's going to be uh, Rashawn Gary uh, for me. Just think of something off the top of my head. Um, his rookie year, he didn't see that many opportunities, especially with Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith um, taking over, having a great season in 2019. So we didn't see much playing time in his rookie year, and that's pretty typical for Packers rookies, uh, not even with those circumstances that Rashawn had. Um, and then 2020, he started to get in there a little bit more, especially with Preston um, not being as productive. But I, I am so excited for Rashawn Gary. Um Hopefully, a lot more opportunities. He didn't still, even near the end of last year, I would have liked to see him get a few more snaps. Um, but hopefully this year, full-time starter rushing after that quarterback. Perry, who's your uh, breakout player for this year? Okay, I don't know if this is like a cop-out, but can I pick MVS to have his breakout uh, season? No Because rules. he's already fairly established, right? Like, he is one of the best deep threats in the league if you look at the stats and you know his yards per 
catch and all those things, but I just still feel like he's not yet the household name that maybe his ability could make him be. It is a contract year, right? So he's playing for either to come back to Green Bay or for someone else to sign him. And I think he's going to get the contract he's looking for regardless. I personally would like it to be in Green Bay because I think he has a really, really kind of perfectly carved out role with Matt LaFleur. Um, But we predicted it on Pax, which he said, I'm going to say it again here. Uh, Maggie and I both really think this is going to be kind of the eight touchdown, 800 yard season for MBS. Yeah. And I mean, he really would have had those stats if he could just hold on to a few more. A few more. Last yeah. year. So uh, no doubt he's going to get those opportunities just like he did last year. And then hopefully some more this year. And that contract I was really hoping for would have happened this off season during yeah. camp, just as like lock him up for two years. We have, you know, he could, he might be a lot better lot better than what he is now we might just be scratching the surface of his potential uh lock him up now so he doesn't if he has a fantastic this year this year kind of get him on a cheap deal which obviously would be end up being a bad deal for mbs if he does go out and be a star um but anyways big b let's hear your breakout player for the 2021 season okay i'm gonna go with josiah deguara because mm. why not you know uh, went out last year with the ACL injury versus Atlanta, and he had a all right game versus the Vikings. No, nothing spectacular. Had one yeah. catch, I think. Had that phenomenal block on, I think, an end around for Alan Lazard. Um, I think he's going to be the X factor, like Aaron Agler keeps saying constantly. He's going to be the X factor this year, and I'm so excited to see him finally play in this Matt Lafleur offense. Yes, if Matt Lafleur uses Josiah in the same way that I do in Madden, then exciting stuff is coming, folks. I I will tell you that much. Um, Yeah, he's going to help out a lot in the running passing game. And like you mentioned, that opener against Minnesota last year, he did do a lot, um, a lot more than most third-round rookies. So I'm definitely excited to see what he can do, uh, what opportunities Matt LeFleur presents for him this this season. Uh, Next up, here we go. We got a record prediction um, this is always one of those pointless things, you know, if you're, if you're wrong, which you probably are going to be by at least a game or two, uh, then who cares? But if you're right, then you can say you're right at the end of the year. Um, I, I, I see it still being in that similar range from 2019 and 2020 of 13 and three, which would be 13 and four or 14 and three, no matter whichever way you want to look at it for this upcoming year with 17 games. I, uh, I guess, Considering the teams they have to play, I'll say uh, 12 and 5 for the Packers this year. Barry, are you right around that range too? Yeah, I'm thinking more 11 and 6 just because, like you said, their schedule is pretty tough and they have some pretty legit road games. And I don't think that their record is going to necessarily like show. um, like how good this team is just because they have some pretty tough opponents. Sure. Big B, uh, what is your record prediction here? Man, I'm going to go at 14 and three. I don't know about that anymore, but (laughs) Big B's the most optimistic one uh, out of us all. Someone has to be. Right. Uh, What's the the thing I'm most excited here? Let's switch things over to Packers versus Saints in Jacksonville this week. Um, First off, I wanted to talk about the many Packers legends on the Saints. 
Um, well, the obvious one is Taysom Hill. Had a, a great preseason game against Washington for the Packers. I don't know why I remember that, but I also specifically remember him running in for a touchdown in that game. And Aaron Rodgers also played a little bit in that preseason game, and he had a touchdown to Jimmy Graham, and everybody went nuts. Everybody was excited, and that didn't turn out uh, the way we wanted it to. But and long and point of the scramble. He did play with Jamal Williams as well at BYU. Uh, yeah, that, that's what everybody had on their minds. That's the question everybody was thinking right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Taysom Hill on the Saints. Uh, hopefully he gives us another fumble this time. He's just so kind in that regard. Uh, then we got two defensive linemen, Christian Ringo and Montrevious Adams, uh, Ty Montgomery, Gadar Holman, and Kavari Russell. I'm sure there's more that wow. are just so obscure, but I, th- I think our new mission statement, we said it last week, our new mission statement for underage Packers should be, you won't find this content anywhere else for a reason. <laughs> we, we love our Packers legends. Now let's get to some less serious stuff here. Um, the Saints defense, uh, um, we're going to be going basically group by group um, for both teams. We'll talk about Saints defense a little bit, Packers defense a little bit, and then both teams' offenses. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be giving too much too much uh, screen or audio time to the special teams on either team. Uh, let's start it off, though, with Saints defense. They were uh, pretty highly ranked last year, the star of the team that got them to the divisional round of playoffs. Um, they are pretty desperate at cornerback this year, though. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, he was put on the injury report this uh, this week. I believe it was with a back injury. But right now, or today's injury report, he's not listed on there at all. So the Pro Bowl corner will be a full go this Sunday. Paulson Adebo, the rookie, uh, is looking like their cornerback number two, three. He's definitely going to be in the mix. And then they, they acquired two guys this past week with Desmond Trufant and uh, Bradley Roby from the Texans. Roby most likely will not play, though in this upcoming game. So he's suspended. He's he is suspended. suspended. Okay. He can't play week two. Okay. Did not know that. Um, Big B, what do you think this role would be a easy game for the Packers um, wide receivers? Because there's been some games in the past, though, where we're looking at it like um, the, like the Lions last year, I believe was one of them where on paper, their cornerbacks aren't that good, but the way their defense is schemed, it really doesn't matter that much. And although Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and no matter what you present at him, he's going to go off. Um, sometimes those cornerbacks still limit the offense in certain ways. But do you think this is going to be a, a pretty easy week for the Packers offense going up against inexperienced and a weak cornerback room in New Orleans? I'm going to say yes, because you get Devontae. Devontae didn't play last year, and then that frees up MVS, who didn't have a catch last year versus the Saints. And then you also have Alan Lazard, who balled out last year. So I, I feel like this is going to be an easy game. And then you throw in Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones out of the backfield, A.J. Dillon out of the backfield, if we're getting crazy here. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's a good point you mentioned about the Packers being able to use so many of so many uh, wide receivers, running backs in the receiving game as well. So that will be exciting. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more. The defensive line for the Saints um, it is also a big star point for them. It, it is a little bit weaker from last year, though. Uh, they lost defensive end Trey Hendrickson in free agency. And then defensive tackle David Anyamata 
is also suspended uh, for the Saints. So that defensive line is looking a little weaker. This is a great transition point here to the Packers offensive line, which will have two rookies starting with Royce Newman and Josh Myers. So Perry, who do you, you're looking at this defensive line versus offensive line matchup, Packers offense versus Saints defense. Who do you think has the advantage? Do you think it's going to kind of be back and forth all game? How do you see this playing out? Yeah, I mean, they have Marcus Davenport and Cam Jordan who are going to be problems. Um, I think that it's going to be a really big test for the rookies. I'm fully imagining that they're going to kind of try to line those guys up on the interior to go against what they view as the weaker matchup. You hope that both Royce Newman and Josh Myers will be able to hold up. Um, And I think more to me, I'm hoping that you know, it doesn't affect the run game, right? Because you want to get Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon going. You don't want that defensive line to be a problem and stop that. And you're, I guess, kind of forcing Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, which is not the end of the world, right? You kind of hope they're game planning for Aaron Rodgers to exactly what you just said, kind of pick on that weaker secondary. But you do want some balance. So I'm hoping that they can kind of get the run game moving a little bit, maybe run between the tackles because, you know, we trust Elton yeah. Jenkins with that a little bit more. Yeah, it will be interesting because uh, Royce Newman or Josh Myers really won't have any veteran on his side. He's got Lucas Patrick, who, I mean, is a little more experienced, but he's got Lucas Patrick and then the rookie Royce Newman yeah. to his side. Um, not that they're playing a game of telephone, but, um, I mean, virtually they, they, it, it would help to have um, David Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins by your side. Um, let's see here. Elton Jenkins, uh, just mentioned Dave Bakhtiari being out for at least the first six weeks. Elton Jenkins will be taking, uh, the left tackle position. Uh, and Big B, you hit on this a little bit earlier, but there is so many new toys for Matt LaFleur, um, this year. Josiah DeGuara coming back from injury. Uh, Amari Rogers, third round draft pick from this year. Randall Cobb coming back. AJ Dillon, uh, probably hitting a new second year, um, hopefully not a sophomore slump, but getting more opportunities uh, in his second year after being kind of limited uh, last year. So that will certainly be exciting to see. Uh, Let's shift things over to the Packers defense here. (coughs) Jesus. Sorry for dying. Um, Packers defense, they have a new defensive system with uh, defense coordinator Joe Barry running kind of like a Vic Fangio type thing. Uh, Perry, where – what are you going to be looking forward to or watching the most um, from Joe Barry week one? I have a handful of things. I want to see how the Packers tackle. Like, has Joe Barry instilled anything in them to tackle better? Um, I think it's going to be, I don't know if Packers fans are going to enjoy this comment or not, but I think it's going to be like not that different from a Petten defense other than it's going to be way less dime like they're still playing to stop the big play and I think that's right to do in like the current you know the way the NFL is with offenses right now um but like do they succeed in that because Jameis has a big arm right so are they able to kind of stop Jameis um and third down what are they doing on third down are they playing 15 yards off the line again or are they actually getting after the quarterback um, uh, when it matters. So those are kind of my three things to look at. Cause you don't, you, it's completely new. Like what, what's Joe Barry going to try out there? What kind of looks and scheme is he going to use is all such a big question mark. Yeah. Uh, I hopefully 
We just don't have cornerbacks 10 yards off on third and three. If I agree with you. <laughs> that, that will be a good start for Joe Barry. Um, like you mentioned, Saints now with Jameis Winston, I think more so a lot of people, Drew Brees, legend, people recognize so that last year he was a maybe top 10, top 15 range as a quarterback. But he really it would be a shock to see Drew Brees last year throw the ball over 20 yards. We yeah. saw that um, when we played the Saints last year, that all of their offense was pretty much checked down to Kamara, uh, Thomas over the middle. And Jameis Winston, though, now adds a whole other dimension to their offense. Michael Thomas will still be out. And just like cornerbacks on the other side for the Saints, the wide receiver room is also pretty sp uh, spare. Few and far between, uh, Traquan Smith, Chris Hogan, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Big B, you mentioned a wide receiver who had a good preseason for them. Who was that? Marquez Callaway. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I, I clearly did not pay enough attention because Big B knew who this guy was. I had no clue. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know his name, but I knew he was a thing. Yeah. But now <laughs> Traquan Smith is out on Sunday. Oh. So they're, they have one less wide receiver now. I probably should have looked at the injury reports before this um, and why Bradley Roby wasn't playing. Um, but um, yeah, the wide receivers will have to step it up for the saints. What do you big B overall think of the saints defense uh, a little bit different, uh, quite a few different bit different, a lot at the quarterback position this year with Jameis Winston. How would you compare this year's saints offense to last year's? Well, I think, um, the Saints offense will be more opened mm -hmm. with Jameis Winston than it was with Drew Brees because like you said Drew Brees barely threw anything over 20 yards and I have Jameis Winston who can throw over 20 yards and <laughs> yeah. so it might be intercepted but it will go over 30 yes. yards yes it will go it will will go over that 20 yard mark yeah. I think it will be definitely more open than last year yeah, and then Alvin Kamara is obviously still going to be absolute weapon for them in both receiving and passing game. Uh, looking at their offensive linemen, they have a few young guys like Cesar Ruiz, um, but they also have some solid veterans like Andres Pete and Ryan Ramchick, uh, Wisconsin Badger. Um, let's see here. So the Packers will win this game if open and in question, Perry. Uh, what is your answer to this? The Packers win this game if they get pressure on Jameis Winston mm -hmm. and can tackle Alvin Kamara. Pretty simple. I I completely. It is pretty simple. There's not like but, we just said they don't have a ton of weapons, right? Like there's yeah. there's not a whole lot to game plan for other than those two things. And I think this Packers offense is going to pick apart the Saints defense while it's kind of shaky and unhealthy. Right. I Alvin Kamara is the biggest thing. And then if you can take Jameis and Win Winston, any strength that he has away from this game and really just limiting Alvin Kamara, you know, if he gets a hundred yards under one ten all purpose yards for the Packers for Alvin Kamara, that that's a win in my books, you know, just there's no, no doubt that the Packers offense can keep up, but just don't make it a situation like last year against the Vikings. Um, I, I'm going to go with the, if the offensive line can stay up. Um, and so this wide receiver with all of its weapons 
uh, can run at full function. Big B, what is your answer to the Packers will win this game if? Well, I'm going to agree with Perry here and say just containing and tackling Elvin Kamara because he had almost 200 yards total last year. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Packers still won that game. So there you that, go. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully it goes similar to last year. Maybe not quite as close to the final minute because I don't, I don't know if I can take that. Um, but will be an exciting one. Let's end it off here. Uh, see if we got any uh, good pointless predictions to end it off. All right. Who scores the first touchdown? Get bragging rights. Get this right. I'll go with the random one. Um, see here. AJ Dillon receiving touchdown. Perry, who scores first touchdown for the Packers? I think it's deep shot NVS. Mm. Oh, that'd be so perfect. 20 touchback, 20 yard line. 80 yards to MBS down the field. Uh, Big B, let's hear your answer here. I'm going to go with Robert Tunyon. All right. Like that's uh, Me and Big B might be doing a little bit more of a preview. We will be live uh, about an hour before the game. Um, but Perry, thanks so much uh, for joining us to recap preview of the Saints game. Thanks, guys. This is my favorite guest of the week. So glad to be on and uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.